Welcome to Foothills Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Doug Peak. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit foothills.org. Welcome everyone to Foothills Christian Church in our series, The Best Way to Live. I always have a little smile on my face whenever I watch that little intro. Shout out to the guys who put that together. Now today in our series, The Best Way to Live, we're gonna talk about how the best way to live is free from worry and anxiety about tomorrow. Eight weeks ago, we all got hit with this gigantic pandemic. And now we've had to learn how to be strong in the midst of it. Strength isn't reserved for those who are already strong, but we are learning to grow our strength. So much so that we're trying to have this motto of F.H. Strong. So we even have a nice little cool fire you up intro for it. Let's watch it and see. Let's watch it and see. Wow, every time I see that, I want to flex. Uh, We even came up with some uh, reminders. We've got a tumbler. We've got some T-shirts with the logos, FH Strong, you know, one for the ladies, which is in pink on white, and one for the guys. So these are just to help us remember. There's going to be available in, I don't know, a week or two. But it's just to remind us is that our time is to be strong now and in, in try to grow strong. And the best way to live is all about how to do that. And we need to do a little bit of review so that we understand how to live free from worry and anxiety. So we're going to kind of do a brief review and we're going to talk about uh, what we covered in the first message and the second message. And that is, number one, you have a soul and it longs for something. So everything is about our soul, okay? The second thing is, is that what Jesus has an answer for every longing of your soul. And so that's really important to understand. Number three is that your soul must be renewed. And so when we got into that second series, or second message, we really talked about how our souls are tainted from living in this world, and so they need to be renewed or reborn or recreated. And so that's why Jesus came to die on the cross and he rose from the dead, is that Jesus came in order to renew your soul. Now, why did Jesus come for that particular focus. Well, Jesus came to renew your soul because it is the wellspring of your life. And that is a very important thing to understand, that Jesus came to renew your soul because it is the wellspring of your life. That basically means that if you are really wanting to find true love and you want to find someone to share your life with, then guess what? It starts with your soul. Maybe you would like to become a more hopeful person. Maybe you'd like to uh, grow your faith and say, I need to have a deeper, stronger hope in times like this. Well, guess what? That starts with your soul. 
Maybe you'd like to think, I need more joy. I want to live in joy. I want to experience more joy in my life. Well, guess what? That starts with your soul. So the essence of life is directly linked to what's going on in your soul. And this is why Jesus focuses on your soul. And this is why he came to give his life on the cross in order to renew your soul. And then his resurrection from the dead proves that he has the power to renew your soul. And here's where we start seeing how we grow strong because a renewed soul has new values. And these new values can free you from worry. Now, some people are struggling a little bit through this pandemic, and they're letting their worry get the best of them. So I thought I would give you a couple of pictures of what's happening in the world out there where I think people are mildly overfunctioning. Look at this guy here. He's found a new use for those six-foot pool noodles, okay? Uh, he is taking social distancing to its, you know, perfection. Here's the next one that I thought is a lot of fun. And this is the new way to pay for stuff. And so you have to stand on the line and lead forward in order to sign or do transactions. Here's another one that I thought you might like. This person created, a, I guess, a sterile plastic box inside of their car made out of PVC and plastic there. So I'm not sure that that's actually a safe way to drive because it might hinder your vision. But here's another one for you that I thought was pretty funny. And that this is Howie Mandel, and he's showing up for the taping of America's Got Talent in a hazmat suit in some type of, it's like an elephant snout thing for filtering. I don't. No. So I thought it was really funny to see some of the ways that people are maybe over-functioning a little bit. So let's us jump into what Jesus has to say in order for us to live free from worry and anxiety about tomorrow. And it starts in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Now this is part of a very large message of Jesus covering three chapters, but we're going to talk about what he teaches in the middle. It's beginning with verse 19. Let's read. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Verse 20 goes on to say this, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. And here's a very, he kind of makes, drives a point home. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, what he does is he shows us in this teaching a very important foundational principle. Now, if you have our phone app, I want you to click on Sunday on our phone app and go to notes. And here's where you can begin to fill in message notes so you can get more out of this message as well as go back and read the passages of scripture. And here's principle number one. What I value is what I live for. So I live for what I value. And that is really important to understand because that's where worry originates. Now, what Jesus is talking about is the very essence of your soul. He's beginning with your soul. And so he says, look, when you start out, 
you are going to make a decision. Do I live for things here on earth that can be stolen or destroyed? Or am I going to live for things that are eternal, that cannot be stolen and not be destroyed? So this is all about values that I have in my soul, okay? And so this is the very beginning of where worry can originate. And so this is where Jesus starts. Now, let's move on to verse 22 and 23 of Matthew chapter 6, and this is what it says. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness. Now, this leads to the second principle, and that is if you develop the wrong values, you end up with great disappointment, or Jesus says darkness, and that darkness is great in your life. So notice what he's saying. The first, value, uh, first principle is what I value is what I live for, and that has to do with where my treasure is, my heart will be. And now he's saying, so if you choose the wrong things, you're going to end up with a lot of darkness, which is a lot of regret that filters out into your whole life. So therefore, whatever you practice each day forms your values. The things that you have been doing each and every day to bring meaning and purpose to your life forms your values. Now, Here's a question for you. When this pandemic hit, you know what this virus did? Is it stole a lot of things from people. It came in and it stole, for many people, their purpose for life. It stole what they were doing each and every day that kept them going. It stole from them income. It stole from them uh, a sense of belonging. It stole from them relationships. Whatever can be stolen is not eternal. And so what this virus has done is shown us that in some ways we have been practicing each and every day things that are not eternal. And the virus has stolen them from us. And that, my friends, is a revelation for each of us. So let's keep going on. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus goes on to say this, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. In this context, uh, the word here in Greek is called mammon. And even though it's translated money, it has a little bit of a broader sense. And that is money represents all of the transactional things that we do. And so what he's saying is that if we try to serve the values that are eternal and the values that are earthly at the same time, we're going to end up despising one and loving the other. That's why principle number three in the teaching of Jesus is this, is that trying to do both won't work. You can't live for earthly values and practice developing earthly values every single day at the same time saying, I'm practicing eternal values and investing in them. You can't do both. And so Jesus is saying you really need to think 
deeply on this because here is where worry takes root in your soul. Now, one of the things that I have had the blessing of is being in one place for a really long time. I've been here in this church for 24 years, and I was in the ministry for about nine years prior before I came here, and I've met a lot of people who started businesses and a lot of people who are very successful in their businesses. Now, what I have noticed is that the people who are the most successful in business are people who have made this choice up front, particularly with their businesses. And the reason why is because they are able to make really good decisions over and over again over a long period of time because they're not worrying about it. You see, they, they say, look, the point of my business is to honor God first. Now, I'm going to work hard, and I'm going to do a lot of these other things, but what happens is because they're not worried about it, all the ups and downs that come allow them over a long period of time to make better decisions. So making that choice is really good. It's when our values get in conflict with each other that we can really get confused. Now, the other thing that I've noticed, too, is not only do they make better decisions, but you know what else? Is that when they have a failure or a setback, they don't take it personally. They don't take it as an indictment on their identity as who they are as a person. And so they're able to persevere more during times that are difficult. Now, I don't know if you like football or not. I, I love football. I really love college football. I love it a lot. And one of the teams that I follow is Clemson. And Clemson uh, has a really unique story of a quarterback by the name of Trevor Lawrence. And that is two years ago, he came as a freshman. So he's 18 years old and he started. He led them to a national championship win over Alabama. Then last year, his sophomore year, he suffered a little bit of a sophomore slump. But he did take them to the national championship game in which they lost to LSU. Now, back in September, they, they weren't, he wasn't playing the greatest, and people asked him, hey, does it really bother you when people don't think that you're playing well? How does that pressure affect you? And I want you to see what he had to say. Um, I just, that's just kind of always been my personality. Um, and then just growing up, my family's always like, I mean, football's, football's important to me, obviously, but it's just, it's not my life. It's not, uh, it's not like the biggest thing in my life, I would say, uh, my, my faith is. So that just comes from kind of knowing, um, knowing who I am outside of that. So I just know no matter how big the situation is, it's not really going to define me. Just, just putting my identity and, you know, what, what Christ says, what, who he thinks I am and who I know that he says I am. So really, like I said, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what people think about me or how good they think I play or whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter. So that's definitely been a big thing for me, just uh, in my situation, just knowing that and having confidence in that. Wow, what a great testimony. He's just simply saying, you know, I love football, but what I really live for is what Christ thinks of me. And because of that, I think he's a better football player than if he had not made that distinction. And the reason why is because what worry does is when we get under pressure, 
it, it starts to take all of the cracks and all of our little flaws and it expounds them, you know, it pushes them out. But when we are focused on what Christ thinks of us, guess what? We can stand up under the pressure. That's why choosing God first is so important. Now let's continue on and see what the next principle is that Jesus teaches about how to live free from worry and anxiety. Verse 25 says this, therefore, now wherever you see that word, what Jesus is doing is saying all of the foundational principles I just gave you equal this. This is what they mean. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your life. Now, this leads us to a very important point, and that is everything in God's kingdom has value. However, you have the most value. And that's principle number four. When you choose God first, you are choosing the one who values you the most. And you know what worry does? Worry helps me see what I truly value. You see, if I choose earthly treasures, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna worry about them. I do, you know, when I have stuff, and I'm just like, oh, man, I, I, I got to take care of that, or I gotta, I'll worry about what will happen if I don't take care of it. If I try to do both, if I try to live for eternal things, but worldly things at the same time, I, I'm going to worry about it. I can't escape that. But when I choose God and I live solely for his eternal values, I am choosing first and foremost the one who values me the most. And that helps me be free from the value or the worry of the earthly things that I may be valuing the most. So in the end, my friends, when you choose God first, you are choosing the one who values you the most. So let's move on to see what he says in verse 28, okay, of Matthew chapter 6. Why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. So what he's saying is, be careful about what you chase after. Because what you chase after ultimately ends up expanding your worry. It grows your worry. So you notice the progression here. He starts off with, at the very beginning, he says, look, don't store up 
the wrong treasures. Don't value the wrong things. Because what you value is what you're going to live for. And if you value the wrong things, you're going to have a lot of darkness. Therefore, you don't need to worry about the wrong things. Worry about or invest yourself in the right things so that worry doesn't enter into your life. Now, how do you do that? Look at verse 33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So notice how he says when you make that choice, the things that you were worrying about happen anyway. It's all about the first choice. He goes, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And this leads us to principle number five, the most important principle of all, is that when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, your soul becomes a wellspring of life. My friends, when you choose God's kingdom and his righteousness, your soul becomes a wellspring of strength. You see, it's not your strength that's sustaining you through difficult times. It's the strength of God because you're seeking first his kingdom. When you choose him first, your soul becomes a wellspring of courage. It becomes a wellspring of confidence. And most importantly, it becomes a wellspring of peace in the midst of any situation. You see, your sense of value about who you are when you choose to seek his kingdom first begins to grow because it's not based on earthly values that can be stolen or destroyed. It's based on eternal values. It's not based on your performance or your win-loss record. It's based on God's value of you. Do you start to see the link now? The best way to live is free from worry and anxiety about tomorrow. And the best way to live that way, or the only way to discover how to live that way, is to find the answer in Christ and Christ alone. It begins and grows in your soul. You see, peace is the hallmark of a renewed soul. And worry is unable to creep into a soul that is already filled with peace. There's no room for it. So the more you choose God and his righteousness, the more you live for eternal values, the more peaceful you will become in your daily life. And peace is the antidote for worry. So there you have it, my friends. That is the most important principle of all. The best way to live is to pursue the healing and fulfillment of your soul. Pursue God's kingdom. Pursue his righteousness. And when your soul is healed and being renewed, you become so much better at all of these other things that you value. You become better at love. You become better at your marriage and a better parent. You become a better money manager. You're, you're going to see how you can become a better friend. 
Why is this? Because you don't have anything to prove anymore. You're not worried about anything. You're simply living out of the fullness of your soul. That's why the best way to live free from worry and anxiety is to seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. So I would like to leave you with some challenges today. The first challenge I would like to leave you with is this. If you know Jesus and you're struggling with worry and anxiety, then maybe you should evaluate how much you're seeking after his kingdom first. Take what you're worried about and write it down on a sheet of paper on one side of a column. And then on the other side, write down the things about the kingdom of God that he values. And then compare them. And if you find a discrepancy, circle the one that might be in contradiction and ask yourself, how can I cross that off and adopt something over here in God's kingdom to replace it? Start seeking his kingdom more in your life. Now, my next challenge is for those of you who may just be new to this whole thing, and you're like, wow, this pandemic was a wake-up call and exposed to me how much I really need to meet God and to walk with Him. Well, my challenge for you is simply this. Download the booklet, How to Connect to Jesus Christ. Start your journey of faith today with Him. All you have to do is go to foothills.org backslash books. It's right there. It's free. It's very, very short. And all it does is show you what the scriptures teach on how to connect to Jesus. You walk through the biblical steps, boom, you can start your journey with him. Now, Maybe you've started your journey with him. We've had over 100 people download this booklet to start their spiritual journey in the last four weeks. And so maybe it's time for you to get baptized and take that next step. Guess what? All you have to do is text FH Baptism to the number 9700, or excuse me, 97,000. Now, this is very important. Make sure you put FH. Because if you don't, if you just type in baptism, then you can schedule yourself to be baptized at a church in Seattle. Now, maybe you're in Seattle and you want to get baptized there. I'm super happy about that. But if you live in Idaho, it might be a long drive. If you'd like to get baptized here, I want you to know that when you do this, it sends you a link where you can pick your own time. You can show up. The baptistry is sterilized. It's chlorinated. And we change the water after each baptism so it's clean and fresh. So it meets all the CDC guidelines for social distancing and sterilization. You don't need to wait to be baptized anymore. You can be baptized anytime by simply texting FH Baptism to 97,000 and scheduling your private baptism immediately. So please do that. So my friends, as I leave you today, I just want to say this in closing, and that is seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you because God values you. And Christ has come to renew your soul. Let us embrace Jesus like never before. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Sermon of the Week. Video footage of this sermon and others can be found on foothills.org.